The brilliant horizon is expansive and breathtaking. We take a moment to pause and reflect on the future ahead of us. We see it's filled with infinite possibilities. It does require us to take the first step of faith to move forward. The journey calls to an irresistible drawing of desire deep in your soul, beckoning you ever forward. We're filled with hope and possibility. You must deeply engage in your faith to propel you into inspired action. Come engage with Jennifer Duza and Karen Smith as they lead, encourage, and inspire you through life's pivotal choices. We will focus on leadership, mindset, business, entrepreneurship, faith, abundance, and building your dreams. Jennifer and Karen's personal stories will make you think, laugh, be inspired, deepen your faith, and help you fulfill your own God-given callings. The world needs your gifts and talents. They lie ahead on your brilliant horizon. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome, Brilliant Horizons listeners. Welcome, Karen. Hey, Jennifer. How are you? It's so good to be back and, and to be back engaging with our listeners again. We have a fun topic today by special requests from some of our listeners wanting to know, well, how do you find the right coach for you? You know, this is really important topic. So many of you gave us feedback on this of how do I actually determine whether I need a trainer or a coach? And then how do I actually go about finding one that I will connect with and actually see some results with? We did talk about that in that episode, a couple episodes back. We talked about the difference between training and coaching and, and what to look for, but we didn't talk about how do you find that coach or how do you find that trainer? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's open that up and figure it out. (laughs) Well, I I think what's really important that we want people to hear on this episode as we kind of go through these steps is that there's a million different opportunities for you in finding a trainer or a coach. And sometimes these days it can be a little overwhelming to find one that is going to fit you. Maybe you see one on an advertisement that is on Facebook or a social media platform, or you have a friend who says, oh, I worked with this coach and I got great results. Or you see one of the mega coaches like um, Tony Robbins advertising an event and you wonder if it's really as good as it seems. And you just need a way to sort through how to pick one that's good for you. So Karen, let's first go into why should I get a coach? I think that's the best place to start. We bring this question up so many times on our podcast, just because without your why, you really don't have a basic for what you're actually trying to accomplish. And a good coach or trainer can't help you if you don't tell them what you want help with. It is worth your time to spend a little bit of journaling or thinking or praying over what is it you actually are trying to solve. If you're seeking outside help, it's probably because you have something that you want to change or a problem that you want to solve that you just currently don't know how to do. And so you really, really have to figure out what is your why. Some of those why can be personal and professional growth. Or like you and I often talk, Jennifer, it's just a person's individual desire to grow. Maybe there isn't necessarily a problem that needs to be solved, but you just desire to improve and grow yourself. Yes. And I will attest to the why piece of it. If you are just going through life and like, okay, I have this job that I got out of necessity or that I just fell into this position. I do want you to look at what is your why? And you Mm -hmm. might be thinking, well, what do you mean? What is my why? 
what is your why for doing what you do every single day? If you are putting kids in daycare, why are you doing that? Because mm-hmm. you know daycare costs money. If you are an entrepreneur and you're starting a business, what is your why for starting that business? That is the key component. I didn't really do my why for a long time. And I was my previous corporate position for maybe a year and a half, two years. And someone said, well, what's your why? And I kind of sat there like, um, I don't know what my why is, mm-hmm. even though it, my why was more internal. I just knew that was what I was supposed to be doing. I knew it felt good. I loved it. But to actually put words on paper to say, this is my why, um, it brought, number one, it brought me to tears, not because it was painful, but because it meant so much to me. Right. And number two, it was, it was very powerful. And number two, it solidified why I needed to be there doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things, if you have it on your desk, on the wall, by your desk, in your journal, in your planner, it helps you every single day as you are having those tough days, as you need to find that grit to get through a tough situation, to look back on that and have that as a reminder. Or in some cases, you're looking for a coach because there have been changes in your life and you're looking for a new path, a new direction, new goals. And this will really help you is my why still consistent or has my why changed? Right. And that's a key point. You know, our whys often change with the different stages that we're in because raising small children is very different than being at the stage of retirement. Maybe for some of our listeners, discovering your why is a fairly new concept in the corporate space or in the public space about this. I remember when I first started my corporate jobs, nobody asked you what your why was. Your why for working was (laughs) like, I need to pay my bills. Yeah, it's for a paycheck. Right. Nobody ever said, oh, why are you inspired to do this? Or why are you here? I'm really happy to see that we've progressed into this of saying if someone has a deeper internal personal motivation of their why and they combine it with working someplace, they'll be more successful. That's if you have never done that work and maybe we'll do a whole nother episode on that, but it's it's definitely worth your time to do that. But basically any kind of gap that you have that you want to address is a great point to look for either some kind of coaching or training on. The next point that we should look at that is what should I look for in a coach? Mm-hmm. This will depend a little bit on your actual personality and what specific type of subject that you're looking for. For example, if you are an executive and you need to learn some really high level public speaking skills and communication skills, you're probably going to seek out someone who really specializes in this level of expertise and a coach might be a better option for you versus if you open a store that offers quilting or sewing to people you might offer sewing classes to people versus a sewing coach. You really have to look at what it is. Are you looking to develop a skill that's very tangible, like sewing something? Or are you looking for something that's more intangible, such as speaking in front of a large audience? So it's really, again, what exactly are you looking for? I always tell people who come to coach with me because I specialize in money and business in abundance blocks, and they come to me for those questions. They don't come to me for learning how to run a 5k (laughs) that you would need to, (laughs) I mean, you would need to go to a health and fitness coach for that. (laughs) Nor do they come to me for that either. (laughs) 
But you bring up a good point of we just we have a lot of humor that we use when we're coaching people. And that brings up a point of you really have to get to know the person you want to coach with a little bit and get to know their personality. Would they fit with you? Do they share similar values? Are they an expert in their field or do they have they don't necessarily have to have a PhD or extra coaching certifications if they have actually done that work for more than a year or two is helpful as well. Those are good questions to ask. A big one for me is going through a personality connection, mm-hmm. energy level, having that chemistry or or even mindset. Is somebody relatable? Are they trustworthy? Those are more important to me than the education piece sometimes. Yes. Yes. I want to find somebody who knows what they're talking about and has walked it and lived it, but I can't work with someone who's super serious all the time. Mm-hmm. I like to be playful and have fun. And, but also while I'm making money. So yep. having someone who is super serious, whether it's a coach or a client, um, isn't necessarily the best fit for me. So saying that to you as a listener or to you, Karen, I think that's important to look at. It absolutely is essential. And in fact, I think it, it actually makes or breaks the coaching relationship. It's no different than in corporate America or any job that you have. People leave companies for their bosses and not because of the actual business. And it's the same with coaches. If you know that you want someone who can flex between being serious, but also adding some humor or someone who shares your common values of maybe a high level of integrity or faith, and those things are important to you, you definitely need to check that out. The nice thing about most coaches is, is that they will visit with you a little bit beforehand to see if you are a good fit. Because what you have to remember, even though you're selecting a coach, the coach is also selecting you to see if you would be a good fit for them. And that's really powerful. You want both people to engage because there is a connection and a reason for that relationship to happen. Just like in any situation, when you're hiring a staff member, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure it's the right fit. I always say, take and make a list of this is what I'm looking for in a coach. And you write down even their personality traits. What is it that you're Mm -hmm. looking for from this coach? And by becoming very clear on what you're looking for, by having that list, you'll be able to weed people out or add people into the list because you've brought that clarity to the situation. Mm-hmm. And you'll get a lot more out of the coaching experience. It's just like clarifying your why so that the coach has something to work with. I think another important point too with a coach is what's the energy level? If you are a high energy person, you may not be comfortable with someone who's super chill and calm all the time or vice versa. If you're more of an introvert and quieter, you might want someone who brings you out of your shell a little bit. What I would also make sure is don't look for someone that's just like you. You want somebody who can actually help you grow. I think uh, I've had some coaches over my lifetime where when I first met them, I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's no way this is going to work. And yet they turned out to be the very best person for me at that time. And coaches come in all different forms to you. So maybe it's one that your business provides for you, depending on your level. When I was an executive, they gave us a certain amount of coaching as part of our compensation package. And then, and then others uh, were paid for coaching because I wanted to learn a particular skill set or I simply needed to get better at something. Find someone that has areas of strength where maybe you're weak. Because what is your why? Why are you finding this coach? Why do you need a coach? An area where you want that desired growth. Obviously, finding somebody who's an expert in that or who does really well and excels in that area is 
a great person to hire. It is. And I think sometimes depending on your industry, you might need an industry specific coach, but I also would encourage you guys don't get stuck in the fact that maybe a coach hasn't worked in a particular industry. I often work with businesses in a variety of situations because at the end of the day, the numbers that make up profit and loss are still the same numbers. Same thing with coaching someone around money. I can work with people in any country and in any demographic because money works a certain way. And so you can help anyone just like your expertise with businesses and individuals or goal setting. You can help anyone with that because goal setting is similar no matter what country you're in or or what industry you're in. I will say that there are cultural differences. Yes. If you, if I'm an Indian woman, I may want to find an Indian coach, someone that understands the cultural connection and differences, or maybe that doesn't matter. I don't know until you're in that situation and and interviewing the coaches. You bring up a really valuable point because cultural differences do matter, but that's where you as the person searching for the coaching, by having that very clear why you're looking for coaching and what is it you actually want help with. Now, you may not know everything that you want help with. I'll give you an example in my own life where I needed to get better at a certain skill set in corporate America and I needed to learn how to do better at public speaking. And so I was looking at things like Toastmasters. And also there was a gentleman coming to teach some communication classes at our local community college. And what I discovered in that process was what I really needed was self-confidence. So even though I could learn the skills of public speaking, what I really needed was to increase my confidence because that's why I was scared to get up and speak, not because I couldn't speak, but because I was scared to speak. And that gave me some clarity. And then I was able to work on that piece as well. So don't be surprised that sometimes what you think you want coaching around also leads to something else that you may want to get coaching on. Our third question here is what to expect from a coaching session. Generally, this is decided between the coach and the client. So for those of you who may have never formally like hired and paid for a coach, the coach is really there to help you succeed at your goals. So they're probably going to ask you some questions like, what is it you want to discuss this time around? Especially if it's a first session. With my clients, I do something called success criteria. So we sit down at the beginning and say, what does success look like by the end of this session or with what you're trying to accomplish? Because sometimes I'll work with a client for two years or one month, depending on the project. If we're putting in a new production line in their business, we might be working for a year together. If it's someone who just wants to learn how to turn their money situation around, it might be two or three sessions. Really, what does success look like? So you both know where you're starting. That is such a good one, Karen. Finding those core issues and those ways to grow. Mm -hmm. This is also for those of you who may not have paid for coaching before, or maybe you have and you left disappointed. You have to stop and realize that a lot of times what people bring a coach is a symptom and they don't actually bring the actual issue. And the coach is the one who highlights to you what the actual issue is. And sometimes people are ready to acknowledge that and other times people aren't. So generally, I even see this in classes that I teach where course is that I offer someone will get partway through and then they'll quit and they'll tell me, oh, well, I didn't complete it. It wasn't for me. And I always know it's generally because either they ran up against something they didn't want to hear and they're not willing to just keep working through it, or maybe it wasn't right for them. But generally it's because they're hearing something they either weren't aware of or they don't like, and they just don't want to work through it. That's part of what you have to decide in a coaching relationship is, do you actually want to get better? Because a coach will help you do that, but you, 
have to be willing to engage in that and have to be willing to say, wow, there's more here than I realized. And once you get in that role though, then you get excited because you're like, wow, I thought I was just going to solve problem A. And now I've actually solved like four or five different things. And that's when coaching becomes extremely valuable to you because you actually learn more and you grow more and you end up producing more and seeing more abundance in your own life because of that. And having a trustworthy coach is really mm-hmm. important here. If you can get a grasp on right away, if that's a trustworthy coach, it helps you as the client to, to engage early because it's you are in a vulnerable position, opening yourself up to this coach and saying, here's my weak point. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not accustomed to going around and telling people where the weak link is in our chain. So coming up to a coach and it might even be in your first session, they're going to start asking you questions to get you to that point, to show them what do we really need to work on. So having a coach that you not only can grow with, but that's going to hold you accountable. You're going to be honest with this person um, and they're going to be honest with you. That is so huge. And you bring up a really good point about being trustworthy. And remember, a coach has an obligation to keep your information private. They're not going to be sharing that with their friends or your family members or anything like that. But it is important to find one that you can actually trust and open up with because, you know, our world doesn't allow for vulnerability. That's why Brene Brown's work has been so groundbreaking because she talks about that subject. And none of us like to open up or expose ourselves um, to being in a vulnerable position. Even for myself, after 20 plus years in corporate America, it took me a long time to begin to unlearn how to not guard myself all the time. And so I could actually have more authentic relationships with people. When you go to work with a coach, if you are not willing to be open with them and be honest with them, then they're going to have a hard time helping you actually achieve the goal that you want to. It doesn't mean you need to spill every secret, but it's even like when I work with my money clients, if they forget to tell me about say a $50,000 debt that they owe, will that (laughs) be... (laughs) You know, that's going to completely change our, our way of fixing their finances. It might take another year to pay that off or someone might need to get a different job. And so my help to them as a coach is completely changed once that new information comes in. And so don't, don't be afraid to share those things with your coach because they need to help see the whole picture. I don't know about you, but one of the things I really try to avoid is what I call drive-by coaching. And that's where people sometimes will fly by me and they'll be like, Hey, should I pay my credit card or should I? Should I pay my light bill? I I don't know. There's a lot more questions to ask there. (laughs) And it's the same whether you're coming, say you were coming to Jennifer to work on a goal, but you leave out the fact that you care for three small children and you work nine to five, seven days a week. That's going to give her some perspective on helping you set up a better and more doable goals. Whereas if you aren't honest about those things, then it is going to be more difficult. And conversely, if they ask you a question that you don't know the answer to, it's also okay for you simply to say, I don't know, or I'm not ready to work on that because a coach's job is to push you. We kind of end up rotating between cheerleading section and comforting section and then kicking your butt section because Mm -hmm. you actually want to make progress. And that's where that holding accountable, you want a coach that's going to hold you accountable. I'll just tell you, if you show up to every coaching session with me and you haven't done the work, I'm going to ask you, why are you spending the money? Because it's a waste for your coach's time. It's a waste for your time. If you're just looking for a friend to come and communicate with, I'll be your friend too, but 
you're not, I was about to say, you're not paying me to be your friend, but in that case you are, if you're not going to do the work, you want a coach that's going to hold you accountable Mm -hmm. and you need that piece there. So if it, I've been working with a client for two years, but yet they're, they still haven't accomplished what they came to me for originally. And it's a, it's a medial task. I'm going to ask them what they're doing and why they're spending their money. It is. Well, and I would also say too, is if you are also feeling like you're working with a coach who is not pushing you hard enough, you also need to speak up and tell that coach what you would like to see differently. If, and that way it gives the coach a chance to engage more with you as well. They may have backed off because they were sensing that you weren't making progress or doing something. And if you let them know, Hey, I want to work on this. They can also re-engage with you at a different level too. And conversely, if something is not working in a coaching relationship, then be willing to just go ahead and say, you know what, it's been good with what we've done so far, but now it's time to move on to a different level. I had one client where we were able to move him much more quickly through the process than we originally anticipated and move him on to a different coach because he wanted um, a different piece of coaching for his business that I don't specialize in. And it was awesome to work with someone who progressed that fast, but also who was honest with me about what he needed. And then it didn't waste my time and it didn't waste his time or money either. And consequently, he got better results and we still have a great relationship. He refers clients to me and yet I know I was part of his growth story, but he didn't need to stay with me. And then I have other businesses where I've worked with a long time because there's just ongoing needs that come up in this business where they need continual help and that's okay too, but we're always making progress. And that honesty is so important from your coach. In my notes, I put honesty, not fluff. I've said it before. (laughs) I'm not going to give you fluff. If you come to me, I am pretty straightforward. I'm going to give you the answer. I'm going to push you towards what that goal is and Mm -hmm. not just tell you, I think you're doing a great job when in fact you haven't done anything. It's a really good point too of There are some goals that are big enough that your coach will have to support you through two or three sessions. And then there's others where if you simply aren't doing the work, then the coach is going to call you on that. You cannot get offended at that because that is part of the process. And I would also suggest that if you aren't really sure that you're ready to be taking the action around what you want coaching on, that maybe you wait to get or pay for individualized coaching because the whole purpose of that is to get you to grow. And as coaches, we love to see people win and succeed. And generally, someone comes to us because they want to get something done faster than if they did it on their own. I know in my own life, sometimes I can be a great starter, but then I just kind of, you know, traipse through the middle and mess around. And then all of a sudden, three or four months have gone on. And, you know, even you and I were talking about this, Jennifer, you were kicking my butt last week going, get it done. (laughs) And, (laughs) And we need that because sometimes there are distractions in our life or we just have an area of our personality that just isn't as strong and we need a little bit of help to get over the hump. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I say, get it done in the most loving way. (laughs) (laughs) As we all laugh. (laughs) No, seriously, guys, Jennifer is an amazing coach. One of the best I've ever worked with. And so if you have a chance to work with her, say yes, run, don't walk, run to go see Miss Dooza (laughs) because she's pretty awesome. 
You're so sweet. <laughs> well, another thing that I really enjoy, and I used to hate this, but now I've really come to see the benefit of it. And that is role-playing, teaching mm-hmm. by example. If I'm working with Karen, I'm going to role-play that scenario with her that she's needing help with. If she's afraid to get on the phone, I'm going to make her get on the phone with me. And we're going to practice that phone calls. I'm going to make her do that with me so that she gets mm-hmm. that practice. And as we know, practice makes progress, not perfection, but progress. That's, I think, one of the best reasons to work with a coach is to get through those fear barriers. And this is why world-class athletes, Olympic athletes have coaches. This is why anyone can benefit from a coach is because we all have fear barriers that we need to get through. And sometimes just talking through a situation with a coach before you have to go and engage in it or work on it really helps. I remember when I first started working with you and we kind of role played a situation and I was afraid of the situation because I simply didn't know how it was going to play out. I'd never made calls like that before. And once we talked about the process of what it would probably look like, I began to realize I can do this. And when we get done, I was then able to go and do that. If you have someone that goes through, and this is where it's the strength, my strength, getting up and talking to people does not bother me at all. But Karen's strength could be my weakness. And that's where we're going to, I always say we're the yin and yang of each other. And that's where we play off of each other. It is. And I think what people forget too is, is that coaches in your life come in all different forms. And so you might have a really trusted mentor who is say one of your beloved elderly friends, like a grandparent or, and then you might have a coworker at work who's just two or three levels above you. And those sometimes are more mentoring capacity. And then there's some coaches that you will actually pay to help you. And I want to talk just briefly about about why you should pay a coach. Here's the thing. There are some natural laws around money. You guys heard our episode on the law of compensation. You have to remember that money likes to be directed where it goes. Whenever you actually pay for something, it grows in actual importance and value to you. And so you will engage more. So this is why if you're paying someone to help you, uh, like paying an actual coach, you actually will step up and do more work than if you have something for free because there's technically no value in it. And remember from our conversation with the law of compensation that whatever you're putting out is what you're going to be getting back in. It doesn't mean you have to pay a million dollars for a coach. If you are just trying to get coaching things for free at a certain point, if you want more value in your life, you have to give more value out. This is part of the law of giving and receiving and also the law of increase, whatever you praise and whatever you participate in whether it be with your time or your physical dollars is what you will get more of in your life. And so ask yourself, what is it you're trying to create, particularly if you want real change? Another way that you can discover if a coach is right for you is start taking some of their courses, Mm -hmm. their live webinars, tune into those. Tune into their uh, their live podcast. Uh, Listen yeah, to their, their podcast. Shameless <laughs> plug there. Who would do that? <laughs> um, even just going to their Instagram feed and seeing mm-hmm. one of their reels. That is one of the best ways that you can. There's a, a gal that I follow all because I loved her haircut as I was growing my hair out. I just love her now. She is so funny and cute and just she's so real. And so that's mm-hmm. why I really like her. That's how you're going to discover who your people are and that community that you really want to relate with. If you really want to get better at certain topics, there is a ton of free information between YouTube, Rumble, social 
media platforms. And even now there's many colleges and schools that have free classes online that you can learn a lot of free stuff and take advantage of those opportunities. And then if there is something that you really do see that you want to learn more about by working with a coach, be willing to engage with it. If I can speak directly to my corporate folks right now, if you want to advance faster in the ranks in corporate America, go ahead and get your own coach separate from work, not only so that you can have someone in your court to discuss issues at work with who's not biased in any way towards the corporation, but can give you a perspective from the outside where you might have a strength that you're not utilizing. And conversely, you might have a weakness that's really holding you back. I remember getting a coach one time after I'd had a decent review, but it wasn't what I expected of myself. And I thought, you know what, if I'm going to get promoted, I need to do better in a couple of areas. And so I took that employee report with me and they helped me come up with some ideas from areas of improvement. I even ended up getting my company to pay for one of those communications classes so that I could improve. And it really did help make a difference in my career to do that. You don't have to wait until you have a problem in your life before you get a coach. The cool thing about a coach is sometimes they can see more potential in you than you can see in yourself. And so they might call you to step up and to create something that you know is in your brain. Like how many of our listeners right now, you know that you have a book in you, but you haven't written one word yet. But what if you've sat down and you work with a writing accountability coach and had to check in with that person once every three months about where you're at or once every three weeks? Would that make you work on your actual dream? You have to ask yourself, how long do you want to sit on your dreams? Or would you rather spend a little bit of money with a coach to actually get you going? It's your choice. Yep. It's your life. It's your choice. Are you going to participate in your life or are you just going to sit on the sidelines? I'm going all in, Jennifer. Are you going to join me? I love it. I'm in. And that's what I want people to realize that coaching can help you be all in on your life or go to a level that you never realized or saw potential for yourself with. Don't wait to go and engage in some coaching. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, I love it. I was just thinking, I was, you said I'm all in and I was thinking, am I on the sideline of my life or am I, am I an active participant? And mm-hmm. I know that there have been times you might be sitting there saying, Oh gosh, I think I'm on the, I'm on the sidelines. And I was right there with you for a long time. I was just on the Mm -hmm. sidelines. Now I feel like I am actively playing the lead role in my life and I'm loving every minute of it. It feels good, doesn't it? You know, a lot of people in 2020 got sidelined, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Maybe you're a little bit slow to get reengaged again. Well, guess what? The world is open. It's time to get back into your projects. It's time to get back into those dreams that you have. It's all possible. It's just sometimes the avenue that you have to take is a little bit different than you looked at before. Honestly, Right now would be a perfect time to engage a coach if you're struggling a little bit to get off the sidelines because they've been there too. That's one of the the beautiful things about coaches is they often have walked similar roads to what you've already been down. And that's just really nice to know that someone's been there and done that. And right now with the way that the world is where things are open, they're closed, they're open, they're closed. They're, we're in this influx right now of not knowing where life is going to be. My family and I, we were going to go out to dinner to a popular restaurant the other night and they were closed. Mm-hmm. We were shocked that this, it's a chain restaurant. We were really looking forward to that particular meal and they're gone. It can happen to anybody at any time. So if you were in that position, I'm just 
saying life is still having its ups and downs Mm -hmm. over this last year. We are a year past when we were all locked down and shut down from society. And now we're starting to get re-engaged with one another. People are starting to get together again. Take that opportunity to look at where you're at right now and decide where do I want to go? What is my why? And Mm -hmm. find a coach that's willing to help you get through this stretch where you may be looking at a change. Right. And I think a lot of people are going to be coming out of these this last year saying, do I want to keep doing the corporate job that I've always done? Or, wow, I used to work in the restaurant industry and I didn't have a good backup plan and I need to have a different opportunity now. One thing that we forgot to talk about a little bit earlier was actually how does a coach get paid and how do you do that? So whenever you talk to a coach, it's absolutely okay to ask how they get paid. Do they sell individual sessions? Do they sell sessions of three? what's the process look like? Are they on Zoom or are they an in-person office scenario? How long are the sessions? What are the expectations? Please ask those questions of a coach. Most coaches expect payment ahead of time before you schedule. That's just the normal way the industry operates or others expect payment at that time. So just be aware of what works or best for your budget. Coaches get paid by the level of their experience and the value they deliver to you, not your budget. So if they're and their coaches price at all different price ranges. There's one out there that will fit what you need. If you feel like a coach is too expensive for you, then just move on to someone else. If you don't feel like a coach is is too much, then maybe look for a different one as well. It's kind of like most coaches are around the range of what a marriage counselor or therapist would be. And some are more and some are less depending on their experience. Just trust the process as you interview coaches and figure out what you need. It's pretty straightforward. Most coaches also do kind of an in intro or they'll talk to you for 10 or 15 minutes about how the process works. And and don't be afraid to reach out to a coach and ask more questions. What you don't want to do is try to get an hour of free coaching because it's very obvious when someone does that. And it I won't take a client who attempts that just because it's really bad manners. (laughs) So don't do that as well. (laughs) Even if you are calling someone just to check it out, just like you would want to be thanked for your time. If Mm -hmm. you are an individual, let's say you're in a sales position, your job is to sell something. Um, and when you don't get that sale, what does that feel like? Same thing. I appreciate your time, but I'm going to go in a different direction. Giving feedback yep, is really good. Absolutely. And remember, most coaches own their own businesses and this is the way that they support themselves. And so if you remember our episode or if you haven't listened to the one on the law of compensation, that's a good one to review because if there's if a coach is following those three principles, you'll find a good one. And the same thing of you adhering to those principles as well when you work with a coach, it just creates a beautiful balance that allows you to really succeed and and do well. Coach's full intention is to help you accomplish the dreams that you have. It's really fun and exciting for a coach when that happens. I love seeing my clients who've had just incredible turnarounds because they were willing to do the work and take help and advice and to see them win and succeed is a pretty amazing feeling as a coach. My favorite part. Absolutely. It's really (laughs) good. end result and watching your client succeed in reaching their goals is just such. It's- it is. It's very, very powerful. And remember coaches who are 
usually pretty good at what they do are called to that work. And so they are very inspired to help you. And if you know that it's right time for you to engage in coaching, just go ahead and give yourself permission to do that or start the search. And as always, Jennifer and I are here to support you. And so if you think that it's a possibility that you'd want to talk to either one of us for coaching options, please reach out. We're here to chat with you and let you know what we do. And if it's right, we'll work with you. And if it's not, we'll hope you find somebody else that uh, is a better fit for you. Absolutely. Yeah, we're here for you. Thank you everyone for listening in today. We are just so excited to have you be a part of the Brilliant Horizons community. And we look forward to talking with you again soon. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found value in what you heard today. Drop us a note to let us know your favorite takeaway or application from today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, be sure to leave us a review. And as always, if you're ready to grow and advance your own God-given callings, contact Jennifer or Karen for personalized coaching. Don't let your dream go one more day without living it out.